Welcome to Chromacast, episode 50. Today on the show, we're going to be highlighting a new production duo out of Los Angeles named Placebo Effects. Placebo Effects is made up of two producers from the Los Angeles area. One is named Stuart Murphy. He's been doing some tech house under the moniker of Lock and Key. And Jason Miller, who's been doing Progressive House under the Redux Saints name. So today I was able to get Jason to come down to the studio and give us an interview to talk about the new project Placebo Effects, as well as his new label, Deep Tech Los Angeles. Playing under the interview is going to be some of Placebo Effects' original tracks, and you can check those out on Beatport. Uh, They've got two EPs out on Crafted Underground, as well as a single on a compilation. And they've also got a remix of Fernando Olaya's Gravity on Suffused Music. The track listing for the tunes playing under the interview can be found on the Facebook page post. That's going to be at facebook.com slash chromacastla. So make sure you go to Beatport and check out all those tracks and pick them up. Thanks again, listeners, for tuning in here on Chromacast episode 50. On to the interview and the mix with Jason Miller of Placebo Effects. Everybody, welcome to Chromacast episode 50. Jeff DeVoe here, and in the studio with us is Jason Miller of Placebo Effects. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, we're really excited about having you guys on the show because uh, you guys are local producers and you've been doing some great stuff. So, um, just really excited to have you guys on to highlight a local. Uh, group here. Yeah, thank you. I think Los Angeles is a great place to be right now for electronic music. You're seeing a lot of good talent and acts starting to emerge from the area here. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and now you guys, are you both based in downtown Los Angeles? Is that right? That's correct. Uh, I'm like about two blocks from the Staples Center, like ah. 11th and Flower, and he's a little bit uh, uh, closer to the downtown area, but he's maybe like six or seven blocks away from me. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like downtown is sort of the one of the burgeoning areas for new forward electronic music for Los Angeles. Yeah, I've been there for about five years, and it's definitely the landscape has changed a lot in terms of just like the construction and and uh, yeah. the craziest thing though is like right across the street from me, mm-hmm. they ran out of money to actually finish the two largest buildings down there. <laughs> oh, shit. So what went was like I had dust coming in from like every angle of yeah. our place. Yeah, but <laughs> now it's just like stopped, and you're just like crap. I've been waiting 
for this to be done yeah. and now it's never gonna be done. That's awful. <laughs> So I well, hopefully they find some some extra cash to finish yeah. that up. Yeah, I think what happens with a lot of these big buildings is that they uh, they finance a certain portion of it, hoping to sell units. Yeah, but like what's going on in downtown Los Angeles is there's going to be so surplus of so many units that I can imagine that well maybe they didn't hit their mark and now they have to go find other investors. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess what I would like to do is to sort of give your our listeners. A, a rundown of who you are um can you give us like a background on how you got started with electronic music sure uh well first i want to state that i'm one of two people uh yes. and unfortunately the other uh person Stuart murphy couldn't make it today yes so i just wanted everyone to know he's a huge part of, of the placebo effect but if i'm just here and we're going to talk about me i'm okay with that too anyway, yeah, yeah that's cool. so so uh, i grew up in chicago I was a big house music fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, was big into trance. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe when I really got into into the music itself, and I uh, was a big part of the club scene in Chicago for a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, about ten years ago, I moved to California. Um, DJ'd all around local places and stuff for that. I used to go under like J Mills back then. But then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, w- what happened is that as I started doing it more, you started to see like with uh, software and stuff like this that pretty much everyone was a DJ. And at some point, you realize that that everyone you knew was a DJ. Yep. And you know, I think there were more DJs than doctors at this point in Los <laughs> Angeles. Anyway, to differentiate myself, I decided to, you know, then go to music production school. And yeah. music production f- school has made, has been a continuous journey over the past four years for me mm-hmm. to just consistently be in school. So when yeah. I say consistently be in school, I've gone to Icon Collective. Mm-hmm. I've gone to Berkeley. Yeah. I've gone to Tool Room Academy. Yeah. I've gone to Cosmic Academy. Wow. And I've gone to Point Blank. I think there, there's maybe one or two schools there. That That's you, pretty crazy. You say. So I've consistently gone to school there uh so i've really kind of dug into it now as also uh as part of the learning process was going with the school i also invested in a label out of the uk okay uh which is called crafted music so Mm -hmm. as i was learning the ropes of like the production side of stuff i was also learning the ropes of, of how to run a label yeah um I recently have left Crafted and will be starting my own label called Deep Tech Los Angeles, which is kind of the brand I started here. And I've been, uh, you know, releasing compilation releases, which I've done very, very well uh, for the nice. first three compilation releases. Oh, but Redux Saints. Mm-hmm. Redux Saints uh, is a bit more towards the tech house sound. Yeah. Uh, I do. I did start doing a little bit of a progressive house for around tech, but I've moved that kind of in. And uh, to kind of brand another and still keep my passion for a kind of progressive house, I created a placebo effect with Stu. Part of that reason was is because uh, I had some people that I was working with, and they said, Jason, you know, to initially build your fan base, you should really stick to one genre because you need to give people what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. If you become established artists, then you can do whatever you want. But right, right. to really build that fan base, you should stick to one. So I, I still love Progressive House to death, you know, yeah. being that I have the trans influences. And I would go through these ASRR sessions like a tool room and they'd be like, nah, gotta take that out, nah, gotta take that out, gotta <laughs> take that out. So eventually I was like, instead of me like, like, kind of repressing you know yeah. the sounds in me which was kind of what happened yeah i actually it was a good idea for me to placebo effect so then i can know i you know i can still interesting uh, you know. Cause, yeah because tool room records is mainly focused on a lot of tech house yeah, releases. it's it's it's, it's it, well, the way i describe it is like it's tech house drums 
but kind of like house vocals. So yeah. they always have vocal hooks in them. Yeah. And I think that's why they continuously do well because yeah. it's 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 really catchy. It's almost like yeah, it's it's close to pop music, but like tech house. You yeah, know? totally. So it does really well. I I, I really like that kind of music, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I came from first building progressive house where you had no vocal hooks in them. It was just about the melodies, you know, right, right. the build-up, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. the different type of sounds and the textures of the sounds. So Tech House took a little while for me to understand, but now I'm, I'm making some progress in that area as well. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, so how did you link up with Stuart, uh, aka Lock and Key? Um, how did you guys meet and how did you decide to to form together? Yeah. So uh, Stu was first introduced to me. I used to go to this party called Unity, which is like a deep house party, uh, like on Thursday nights here. Yeah. And through that party, uh, I was introduced to Stu. Stu at that time had just become an instructor at Icon Collective. So mm -hmm. I had, you know, already, uh, I was an alumni of Icon at that point. Mm -hmm. So I started talking to him and that, uh, you know, I, I would play some music for him and then, you know, uh, uh, from the producing side of stuff, you know, ask his feedback on a lot of my tracks. Uh, and then uh, we worked together on a couple tracks together as well. Uh, mm -hmm. We released uh, some funny names. Balls Deep uh, was one of yeah. our tracks on the latest compilation. And, you know, I just kind of enjoyed his, uh, you know, kind of the, the dialogue and we kind of... Uh, What's the word? We had some synergies as well too. Yeah. And so when I, you know, when I was really getting a lot of pressure to say, okay, go one way with Redux and with other, you know, I said to Stu, I'm like, you know, we're still, we're trying to do the same thing. We're trying to build up a moniker. Now Stu is such a talented dude. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many moniker he actually <laughs> has. But you know, we agreed upon the the, the style music that we wanted to go to. Um, you know, some. We where a song starts mm -hmm. may not be where it ends. Yeah, which is interesting because if you know you heard on some of the uh, placebo effects, we get into some vo vocal yeah. stuff, yeah. you know, like that, which with, is which like, is quite different than the first tracks we released. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say um, the first EP there wasn't too many vocals on, but the second one, the Lo-Fi EP, there's like. Uh, which one was it called Lo-Fi with Shea Carter? Yeah. Is that how you say her name? Yeah, Shea Carter. Shea Carter, yeah. Um, Even so Stranger Ed. Was, yeah. was that a, like, uh, I guess, was that a conscious decision to go to more towards the vocal section? Um, you know, so w I'm a huge fan of Anjana Deep. Uh, so, you know, I was, cr we were creating tracks to kind of fit that mold. I think mm -hmm. that the way that the vocals went when we studio, it came out in a different way, but we decided to harness that and just continue to go with it versus saying nah you know whatever so yeah um, yeah that's uh, and and I think Stu has a big history of even doing pop music as well too so oh, nice. he's very experienced with creating uh, creating vocal sense you know leads yeah uh, on the tracks but uh, uh, you know some of the future stuff and I know we'll talk about that a little later in an interview it will be like well we want we have some aims for some targeted uh, labels that we want so the songs will not be uh, copies but will be in sure. a similar style in that style yeah that's yeah. right I guess I want to ask one more question about that lo-fi EP when you guys did the vocals was it something where the singer came into the studio and did that, or was it on her yeah, own? Yeah, so basically we sent the demo of the track to, to Shay. Oh, yeah. uh, 
and uh, she had a couple days. She actually, I think she canceled the first one on her because she didn't feel like she liked the vocals the first time. But then, uh, then we did a studio session with her, and she just ranked it out. So oh, nice. we really had no influence on it, which yeah. was pretty cool. That's really. Cool. We didn't know what to expect, and it, it turned out it turns out really well. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I want to just get into some of the production stuff with you guys because, and and I encourage all our listeners to go out and listen and and get these guys music because it sounds incredible it's they're also good songs at the same time but um so can you tell me a bit about your production environment what kind of things you guys are using um yeah i guess just Sarah. yeah so, so just stuff. just some of the basic equipment is i uh, use apollo twin uh kind of audio interface i have a sub 30 fat 37 moog which i oh, do nice. a lot of my bass lines yeah you know uh and then uh, you know I use Ableton, um, and I have a, g- a good set of speakers. I think one of the the jumps I made was when I v- eventually invested. I went from my Rockets to my uh, oh, to my yeah. Eve speakers. Like, uh, oh yeah. I mean, it was like night and day between it. Now the other thing that's big is because I don't have treated rooms, which which I can tell you sort of do is that yeah. I use the SonarWorks to actually mic it. Interesting. And, and that that determines some of the dead spots in it, so that yeah. you don't necessarily have to treat everything. So if you have it on when you're actually producing, uh-huh. you'll hear more realistic of, of what that what it would, would be sounding up. So like. the, so, the sonar works basically like applies an EQ curve to your overall master to to basically, I guess, pick up for the areas your room is right. lacking. In. So then you would turn it off when you render it, and then like and and then send it off to the master. But uh-huh. you know, typically the the process would be is you know uh, we first create an idea, mm-hmm. you know. And our D ideas are typically a build up into a drop, which mm-hmm. then may go into like a hook part of a track. Yeah. Uh, once we're good with that, then you know we kind of build out the arrangement of, of the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once we've uh, gone through the arrangement a couple times, you know, adding all the bells and whistles to it and stuff like that, which is important these days, yeah. so that it's not too uh, uh, monotonous or like you know repetitious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you know we send it off to to uh, to get it mastered, and we have a guy out. In the UK, who does like, I think his one of his posts was he's mastered the last uh, 50 out of 100 top beat ports. So he's oh really God. he's really he's a good really guy good. out of the UK. Yeah. <laughs> Can you share the name of his? Yeah, mastering? it's yeah, it's called AMPM. AMPM, nice. Mm-hmm. I, it's always good, I think, to as a uh, as a producer to find a good professional mastering engineer. They can do like incredible they can make an incredible difference on your production well i I think what i've gained the most from it is just because if technically i've only been producing for like four years Mm -hmm. so when you can send it to a pro like that and he'll actually tell you what's wrong in your mix yeah make corrections to get it then you start seeing kind of well, well you know yeah i'm I, i'm doing this frequently in it so i must not understand you know yeah, so yeah. you know like i think in my early days a lot of the kick to uh to bass ratio you know where totally. my kick wasn't cutting enough or yeah, yeah. he'd come back and say try your kick a couple semitones down because it you know it's especially in like progressive house yeah i think the key of the kick made more sense than if you're doing like in tech house where it's just test the thump through yeah. the mix yeah so you know i, I learned a lot of the stuff of that or like cut off a little bit of that one sound there and then all of a sudden it opens it up you know for yeah. for, for other sounds that are playing so yeah yeah subtractive I, I, EQing is really I, important right yeah 
yeah, I, I, I agree 100% with you that finding, you know, and for those of you that like to master your own stuff, the other, I mean, it's that's great, mm-hmm. but I think when you listen to your own track, you like your ears become used to it, and it's yeah. good to to send it off to someone who hasn't, you know, and, and has fresh ears for at least that music. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I totally agree with that. Unless you, if you really want to master your own tunes, maybe wait a couple weeks and then listen to it again. Right? If you if you have that patience, yeah. So earlier in the interview, you mentioned that you had the you starting a new label, Deep Tech Los Angeles. Uh, could you share some information about that? Sure. Uh, this is something that I've kind of over the past three years working for Crafted, I've kind of uh, kind of uh, gained the uh, the confidence to actually uh, launch it as myself. But uh, what I'm doing is I'm moving the brand Deep Tech Los Angeles from underneath Crafted into my own label. Uh, and the whole premise behind Deep Tech Los Angeles when I first started, it was to create kind of a platform for artists to grow. Um, a lot of the complaints out there is you send your, you know, your, your demo into like, uh, let's say, response hell, where they, sure. you know you never know if it's going to get back. Yeah. I wanted to create something that was a little different, where like I would go out and find people, you know, in this area. There's so much, so many talented people in this area. Yeah. And then I would work with them actually to to get their music to a certain quality. Nice. Where then they would release. And then you know when you when you do that with people, you do create a little bit of a, a family kind of atmosphere. Absolutely. How, I have this whole thing, and I may, maybe it could be another question. How I'm, I don't like how some of the people are using that fam word these days but (laughs) i'll go off on some other rant about another anyway so so the label will uh, is going to be launched in the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. uh i already have six months of releases lined up we just got our signed our distribution contract with label works um but the uh, first couple tracks are going to be centered around Redux Saints mm-hmm. and a couple of the other tracks uh, that of people who I've done collabs with. And then you'll quickly see some really good tracks from Placebo Effect on it. Now, oh, I'm going to have two tiers of the label. I'm going to have kind of like the single release and the EP. Yeah. And then I'm going to have the compilation layer of it. So cool. the compilation area is going to be more for that growth. Yes. Uh, going to allow you to release stuff, you know. Okay. I. Uh, we don't have that many. I mean, we didn't have people who are known to here, but internationally, not as you know, not not yeah. like A-lister guys. But that's sure. fine with me because I want these guys to become A-listers on the label. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. So one of the dif- different things I'm doing as well too is that it's not just going to be Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's going to be now international. So, yeah, right. So the compilation is going to be cool because I've met so many cool people in so many different places: uh, yeah. Turkey, Amsterdam. UK. Is this um, from uh, playing gigs in various places? Yeah, just even like I have a really cool story about uh, the guy, Mr. Oz. Mr. Oz came to my event in ADE and he said to me, I'm your favorite, I'm your best fan. I'm wow. like, I'd never met him before. And <laughs> so he basically brought his whole family in Wow. to, to, to meet me. That's cool. We all sat down and had multiple beers. Yeah. And then I, like eventually he goes, he goes, I'm your biggest fan. I go, okay, okay. Was, wow. I was a little nervous at first, you sure, know, sure. he brought his whole family to meet me. But then I, I see, I, he goes, I, produced too and i'm like okay i'm like i'm like when someone puts that much effort into like coming to see you you're like hey you know at least i'll do is i'll listen to it stuff was good man that's amazing really good (laughs) really good so i produced three tracks with them and we submitted them to uh to repopulate mars and we were uh to tour them and uh 
uh, we got positive response. We'll see if they'll actually get signed. But yeah, yeah. that's a really cool story because that like awesome. that's how music really connects people. You know what I mean? Really connects Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And it's funny is that like uh, there's a guy at Dash Radio. That's uh, uh, Project Thirty Five. Uh, he does a show called Am- Amulet Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. He was he first reached out to me first came. He goes, Hey, I want you to know that you're popular in Turkey. I'm like, popular in Turkey. <laughs> that's I'm like, amazing. I'm like, How did my you music? Shirt. Yeah. It's like yeah, they, they, they know me. Turkey. You may not know me, but they know me in Turkey. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's cool. So anyway, back to Deep Talk Los Angeles. Uh, we're gonna be. Um, uh, starting kind of the promos to let everyone know about it in the next couple weeks cool. and uh, then we'll be uh, having our first release I think in the third week of April but we should have a release every month going after that and the exciting part about it is it's like I'm leveraging all the people I've met all the you know all the yeah. all the relations to to really kind of build this up and to, to be like a well-known label and, and very quickly That's so I'm, I'm very excited about it I like the fact that you're you're you want to start with some up-and-coming producers and build them because I feel like a lot of labels nowadays don't really want to invest in that sort of time well I think part of it is is because I'm you know I appreciate you guys bringing in me, but I don't look at myself as like someone <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of look at myself as I'm. I still have the same struggles that everyone has. Yeah. I still send stuff to people and I have to follow up 14 times yep. to get a response back. You know? Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, that's maybe a misunderstanding of the industry is that you know there's very few that labels of those big labels that respond right away back. Yeah, you know, exactly. or they're like, boom, it's your name, so I'm gonna sign it. There are still like, yeah. you know, I get stuff on good labels but it's like it's still it's still part of the same they they sometimes treat me the same way as someone who would first be submitting it there for sure so, and it, it, it's like you just learn patience with it now where the patient comes into question sometimes is like okay start your own label then you don't have to be patient yeah that's true <laughs> that's know? probably like your main your biggest motivation yeah. for doing uh, deep tech los angeles well yeah that they added in like you know so when i started the, to do the brand here you know deep tech los angeles was really built to kind of foster the you know the up and coming and what i had done is i'd gone out and found for the first deep tech los angeles about uh, found about uh, 12 underground producers mm-hmm. who were you know like who were already out there you know making a name for themselves now it's interesting some of them were afraid to produce yeah so what i did is i set up listening sessions uh to kind of boost everyone's confidence so it was different levels of producers all sat in a room nice. played their tracks and then everyone would give them back feedback and what was cool about that is that kind of brought some people out of their shell totally so for the first two compilations we did that now uh, after the first one they gave it a little street cred Mm -hmm. so then I was able to get about you know 25 tracks on the next one and then this third one we were able to get some uh, some really well knowns like uh, uh, Trent Control yeah yeah. and then we were able to get uh, Modus we were two pretty well known guys there yeah so so it's exciting because each one kind of builds upon upon the next one and the way that I run it is a little bit different as well than most labels is like I don't assume these guys are gonna do anything for it so what I do is I build videos I build artwork I give them I tell them when to do things Mm -hmm. and it just seems that once you're you know I'm not demanding them to do it but if you give them guidance and you give them the assets to do it they're more likely to do it yeah uh, which really helps it because I mean I I, I'm on a I've seen some current compilations where you get like one note and then you're (laughs) kind of like all right this is it it. this is it okay (laughs) Good luck with it, you know. Oh man. Well, uh, so then we're we're gonna be really looking out for Deep Tech Los Angeles in the next couple months, and this is gonna be I'm, I'm guessing your your main vehicle for placebo effects material. 
Yeah. Uh, or you, are you reaching out to other labels with some of your stuff? Well, I, I have some real, like, I feel like some of my, mine and Stu's best production. Uh, yeah. We have two tracks, which I've just, I, I've just, I just, they're so good that I was just holding on to them. So <laughs> I'm super excited because it's, nice. it's almost, I used to be a huge Maceo Plex fan back in the day. So yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, it was kind of like an homage, or like an homage to him. Nice. But I created a track. It's called "Give Me a Reason." So, okay. yeah, um, we're starting off with uh, Redux Saints because yeah. Redux Saints has a little bit more traction right now. But sure. I will slowly, you will see. Maybe by the fourth release, I will have uh, that placebo effect track, and I'm super excited for that one because honestly, when I can say it too hard, as much as I love Tech House, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I love producing like the progressive or the melodic techno tracks. Totally, totally. Nice. We'll be looking forward to that. Cool, um, so besides the productions, uh, as far as any upcoming gigs, you guys playing around the Los Angeles area or anywhere to, for that matter? Yeah, too? we're working out on some dates on for upcoming in April. Okay. But I think a lot of what we're doing right now is for the labels, just really focusing on the production right now. Because, yeah. you know, the gigs will be there. That's kind of my philosophy. Yeah. But I want to make sure that we have the time and put out the, the proper tracks. Because I think when you really think about it as the producer, the the producing is your product as long as that is good as long as that is good you know we uh i think everything else will kind of fall into place nice man that's cool all right fantastic uh, uh those gigs that you mentioned um are they going to be around the los angeles area or? yeah they should be okay. um we should have some details on them shortly now cool. on the okay. redux saint signs i've got tons of gigs i'm actually going yeah. to biza um in oh, barcelona in may Wow, uh, and I've got a couple. I have three gigs this this month, so um, I think once the Deep Tech Los Angeles uh, brand gets launched uh, as a label, I think you'll start seeing more like label type parties. So sure. it'll be like more opportunities for it to do it. But the the label is going to be centered around those two production names, so yeah. you should be hearing a, a lot from a both of them. That's yeah. cool. Really great. Uh, yeah. Do you know? I know Stuart isn't here. Um, do you know of anything that we can talk to about him as far as like uh, any gigs that he has coming up? Or well, I know he just came, he just came back from uh, Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, he, he was playing a gig out there. Yeah, he was playing out there. There's a club called Vertigo out there that he that he uh, plays at a lot. Uh, nice. But uh, um, off the top of my head, I don't know what else he's got planned. Um, but he's usually, I mean, he has so many monikers, I don't know who he's DJing at sometimes. <laughs> That's cool. Well, um, all the listeners out there, you guys can check all of the information on Redux Saints, on Placebo Effects, and Lock and Key, all, all their all, um, upcoming projects. Um, we have all their social media links um, if you just visit our Facebook page. Uh, or you can go to our website, chromacast.la, and then check out all the information there. I really appreciate you coming on, Jason, and talking about this new exciting project, Placebo Effects, and Deep Tech Los Angeles. It sounds like a good opportunity for a lot of people in the area to get their music heard, at least, and 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 hopefully to get a release, maybe. Yeah, and in terms of Deep Tech Los Angeles, I get a lot of questions. Is that uh, we were in the process of setting up the label on our distribution. Distributor. 
but the, that also means that we're going to have a, a demo submission link mm. that we can manage from that and uh that will soon be published out on our any of our social media. Okay. So that that'll be the most uh, the proper way to how we manage yeah. getting back timely on uh, response uh, submissions. Well, looking forward to hearing it um, and and hearing the upcoming productions for for the label and everything. Uh, I want to thank you again for being on the show, and for everybody listening here for episode fifty. Please enjoy this next mix from Jason Miller of Placebo Effects. Thanks for having me.
This is Jason Miller from Placebo Effect, and you're listening to Chromacast.
This is episode 50 of Chromacast, and this is Jason Miller from Placebo.
You're listening to Placebo Effect.
thanks for listening. For more of these sounds, head to www.mixcloud.com slash chromacast.